is Musically Cogitating, a show about music, the people who make it, and how about all of that continues to impact the way that you and I live our everyday lives. If this is your first time, or if you've listened to every episode of this show so far, welcome. I'm your host, Siad Wells. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you could go ahead and use the link in the show notes to leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, that would be really awesome and I would really appreciate it. Be sure to check the show notes for any links that I mention and for a link to the transcript for this episode. So yes, I am getting back to doing transcripts for the episodes. So if you miss something or if that is your preferred way to consume podcasts, well, now you can consume this podcast as a written transcript. Today I want to talk about something that is interesting. Well, I think all of my topics are interesting, but I think this one is particularly interesting given the title of the show today. And this topic comes to me as I am always continuing to explore my relationship with the particular thing that I am going to discuss today. So just bear, just, just bear with me for a minute. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy this. And I, I hope that it leads you to ask some interesting questions about your expectations of, of this particular thing and your relationship to it as a consumer and maybe even as an artist. So first things first, today I want to talk about Beyonce. And if you know me, if you've known me for any amount of time, you would probably know that that I love Beyonce. I have loved Beyonce, Destiny's Child, and Company and Co. for as long as I can remember, you know, being a small child growing up, you, I would see them on, on television. I would see them on magazines. I would of course listen to their CDs. My first CD that I ever remember receiving as a gift for Christmas was Writings on the Wall and that's Destiny's Child's second studio album. And I can go into all of that in another time place and space but just know that that was my first CD and and that's a memory that I still hold and I still absolutely love that CD it's it's an album that I feel has aged really well and not all music ages really well but that one really really has anyway anyway I've seen Beyonce in concert several times I've watched and listened to everything that she has put out you know I am a millennial member of the beehive right and i absolutely love it and i grew up like i said with her music she's grown up and i've grown up and it's been really interesting to continue to have that connection to her music and i i continue to be deeply influenced by her music and what she says and her messages and and all of that sort of stuff like it does impact me as an artist someone who who primarily plays contemporary classical music it just does that's just kind of how it is ultimately though my favorite thing about Beyonce (laughs) is that I don't know anything about her life beyond what she decides to share primarily on social media which is not a lot and I don't know if you follow Beyonce on social media 
I, I do, of course, because I do. But Beyonce isn't one of those people who tweets a lot or posts a bunch of pictures of random things other than selfies or she's not making reels or TikToks often or she's not doing it as a way to promote anything or as a way to be creative or anything like like that and I love that and I don't want to know anything more about Beyonce than oh she's coming up with an album I want to make sure that I'm you know ready first in line to purchase it I don't want to know what time she wakes up or how much time she spends doing this thing or that thing with her kids it doesn't matter to me and it's not important to me and what what is important to me as always is that I continue to support her work and the work of many other artists regardless of if it has been one month since their latest release or seven years since their latest release Rihanna I'm speaking to you anyway sure uh, people use social media to tell stories and and all of that and that is great and I love about Beyonce that she uses social media just to tell us like something is coming and that's it but that she has really tried to cultivate a life that is private she has a private life a lot of people have private lives but they spend a lot of time telling their private lives in a very public way on a public forum in social media or on social media and I think that more people more artists all of us should really work to cultivate more private lives especially when it comes to our art artists performers we share things that's what we do that's what we feel like we were called to do at least I do or compelled to do if that's how you would like to refer to it we create as many things as we are able to we want to create as much as possible and we want to share our work and we want to share about our work and our process but that is a lot of extra work it is it's draining and I don't think that that's what we were supposed to be doing all the time when we signed up to be an artist you know when I was 15 and starting guitar lessons, I, I didn't really think about how I was going to need to post an Instagram reel or a TikTok every day to make sure that people know that I'm still playing the guitar, that I'm still here, that I'm still relevant, you know, like I didn't think about that. And I think artists who are coming up younger, younger people than myself are probably considering that when they are starting their artistic careers and I don't know what decisions they're making I don't know if they feel like that's a positive or a negative thing but I do think that it is something that people are considering earlier and earlier on and I do think that for some people it is prohibiting them from pursuing an artistic career because they feel like they must perform on social media and more publicly than maybe they want to or feel accustomed to doing. You know, Beyonce has this mystique about her. She's really mysterious because she has a private life and she tells you what she wants you to know and nothing more and nothing less. And that's great because she's an artist and she gives art to the world. And there are a lot of people, a lot of artists who, who remain private 
and who are able to do that. But it's not something that they're often able to do at the beginning of their careers or either they've had a career for a really long time and they've had to really work and be in public for a long time in order for people to begin to respect them in their private life. And we need to respect artists in their private lives and and not ask them for anything else. Stan culture or fan culture and social media has really made us feel as though we are owed as fans to know everything there is to know about someone and we are not owed that and we shouldn't want that we shouldn't want to know everything about someone that we'll we'll never meet it's weird it's obsessive it's not sustainable and it's a part of our culture that just isn't great sure I watch a lot of vlogs and people sharing their lives and they're telling us about their their day-to-day and I enjoy that because it is entertaining in the same way that music is entertaining but I don't I but I know that it's not sustainable for people to do for forever and I, I hope that people can understand that that is just not something we should continue to do and I won't say that it's not normal because I think that it is totally normal to want to share things about your life some people just end up doing it in a really public way but I think we expect people to almost over share and that is not a great thing and it's not sustainable and it's probably not healthy social media has allowed us to want to do all of these things and to want to see everything about a person but and you know people will say that they want to see how the sausage is made right they want the behind the scenes but what they really want what I really want what people really want is the very produced version of how the sausage is made people want to see the process or people think they want to see the process some people forget that a lot of the creative artistic process is actually just processing i can't tell you how long i spend away from the guitar thinking about the guitar how listening to other music helps me to understand and craft and create my own music it helps me to find my own artistic expression that is processing you don't want to see or hear me write about or hear me talk about that it for in on in on in because it would just be me sitting in silence essentially processing you know that is a part of the artistic process but you don't want to to see that you don't want to see that it took me practicing six months to a year of working on 20 minutes of music before sitting on stage and playing it I mean hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of hours go into mastering something that might last five minutes or it might last a lot longer no one wants to see someone staying up really late and getting up really early so that they can work and and really try to find meaning in their art and in their lyrics that's none of that is fun it is not entertaining but it is real and that is part of how the sausage is made document don't create has become a way that many musicians live their lives on social media and that's because the the people of the world the Gary Vaynerchuk say oh don't worry about 
needing to create something for social media, you know, all you got to do is just document everything that you're doing. Or Austin Kleon, who is an author and he, he's an artist and musician, you know, in his books, he says, show your work, just tell people what you're doing and it doesn't really matter. And so it leads people to think that they have to document every part of the artistic process. But you're not really seeing everything, right? You're seeing the parts of that process that people want to show you, the parts that make sense, the parts that are ultimately the most entertaining. And I think social media, a lot of it is about entertainment. Um, It's about, yes, keeping up with what's happening in the world. And uh, it's about very serious topics. And it's about activism. And it is about justice and all of those things. But a lot of social media is entertaining i don't think the entertainment part is bad but it's not for everyone to be engaged with all the time every creative artistic musician type person doesn't want to create for social media they want to create their art and it wasn't always like this there were ways for people to share to learn about artists prior to social media and those two things that i could think of at the moment were of course books that people would write about people and then documentaries or behind the scenes style things and I think promo interviews sort of fit into this book you know like a long form version of talking to a person and I think that these are still really great people do still do them and they tell a lot about an artist and they're really important and yeah they're polished but it, it doesn't put the onus on the artist to create it necessarily. The person doing the interview or, or making it or whatever, those are the person who, those are the people who have to create it. And I think more than anything, those sorts of slower forms of media, the books, the documentaries, the interviews, they're more archival, which is really cool and important and is an important aspect of the creative process. Archiving is the making sure that the thing continues to exist in its very rarefied form, Um, but it is also to make sure that people are able to continue to consume it and understand it as it was intended to be. Of course, we can talk about intention and all those things another time, but broadly that's what I think archiving does and social media does kind of allow someone to archive but it is so fast it is it's so fast that you can't really even archive you can't really keep up with it and social media isn't really you know made to do that it's more timely it's more about documenting what's happening in my life at this very moment what happened what is happening in my artistic life at this very moment and I think some of that is fine to share but it may not be what we're supposed to be sharing and making all of the time as an artist you can feel so pressured to perform all of the time not only your your art but to also feel like you have to perform for social media and some artists love that some people want to create more and more for social media they want to do this but not everybody really wants to do this and part of the reason that they want to do this is because they enjoy it but 
you know, not everyone wants to do this. And you may not know this, but it takes a really long time to create an Instagram post or a tweet or a TikTok. And part of the reason that people want to be paid and deserve to be paid is because it takes so much time. Like art is not free. And so in order for people to be able to justify the time that they spend creating the thing that we consume, that we are entertained by, they need to be compensated because ultimately it is a job. But this is about, yes, having to, again, find a way to perform for people in addition to the art that you are already making. I want us as listeners, as as music fans, to maybe think about asking less of our artists and the people that we enjoy listening to in terms of their performance on social media and in public life and in wanting them to create more. I know that social media is really great, right? We have these relationships, we have communities, it makes us feel closer to artists and it makes us want to support them more. But how about instead of you know, asking more, we expect a little bit less. It's natural to want all of that. But what if we consumed the things that they have already made and continue to support that? It's not always about the new thing that the artist makes or puts out. Sometimes it's about the rediscovery of what they've already done. And that is also a really important part of being a person who listens to music, who is a music lover, a music fan, or, you know, all of that. Ultimately, it's about supporting people without the expectation that they will con- that they will continue to give you more on social media or in these really public ways. It's really about the art. So, my favorite thing about Beyoncé is that I don't know anything about her, and that's because she's chosen not to sh- chosen not to share or that she doesn't live her life in a really public way as many artists choose to do. So, that is my favorite thing about Beyonce. I want you to think about that. Who is your favorite musician who doesn't use social media in the typical musician artistic way? And do you appreciate that or not? Let me know. I'm really curious to hear what you think. And since this is a show about music, I wanted to recommend something for you today. And I'm just going to recommend Lemonade, Beyonce's last album, It came out many years ago, and apparently we are going to be graced with a new album sometime this year. That's what I read somewhere on the internet. So, you know, if it's on the internet, that means that it's true. So go listen to Lemonade. It'll be linked below, of course, in the show notes. Don't forget to follow the podcast on social media and the website and to subscribe to the newsletter. Also, I am writing some blog posts, so give those a read and you can support as always using the support the show link in the show notes. That's all I have for you today. I will be back very, very soon with the next episode of the Musically Cogitating Podcast. Until then. <laughs>